Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to episode 140 of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, I should really be playing some Frozen music in the background today because it seems that two-thirds of our cast have indeed got cold, so that includes me. So uh, we could say that the cold doesn't bother us anyway, but the truth is, include us. Uh, so uh, thank you for joining us, as I've already said, and uh, let's say hello to Alan. Hello, Alan. How are you? Hi, Alan. How are you doing? Excellent. Good stuff. Uh, you all right? You, you take it left tip. Yeah, I take it left tip. The thing is, I don't get this, all right? How on earth have we had a week of 24, 25, 26 degrees of wall-to-wall sunshine and I've come out the other side with a cold? It, it's, it's all down to the people that you mix with. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm clearly mixing, mixing with the wrong, with the wrong I'm, I'm mixing with the cold crowd. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Chris sadly isn't with us. He's... Uh, uh, for very legitimate reasons, not going to make us today, and uh, we hope he's okay. But uh, to replace him, uh, a worthy replacement, I think. Say hello to Martin Walker. Hello, Martin. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. You got cold as well, haven't you? Yes. This is what I mean. Yeah. Two thirds of us, so we should be Woo-hoo. big summer blowout. That's what should be going on. Uh, we should be having a big summer blowout to try and make us I, feel a bit better. I don't really want to picture you two having a big summer blowout. Now, now. <laughs> <laughs> a nose full of whatever it is. Woohoo! Big summer blowout. That's what it should be. Uh, should. Yeah, um, but uh, Martin's with us. You may have heard Martin on the the Mouse Weeks live show. Uh, this is going to be a weird experience for Martin because he usually listens to us in bed, uh, which means he's going to have to listen to himself in bed. Which is very strange. Well, that is <laughs> that is very strange. Usually, it's the wife I have to listen to in bed. <laughs> not not this time. It's just yourself. That should be good. Uh, right, so let's see what's going on with the show then. Uh, we have to thank our sponsors, of course, Attraction Orlando Attraction Tickets, which you can visit at attra- orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. I need to put my teeth in today. And also our new sponsors as well, Scooter Vacations. You can go over to scootorlando.com and uh, any of your scooter rental needs while you're out in the parks. So what we got going on this week, we've got our usual, well, we've got our 3x3. Three three. We have actually got 3x3 three three this week. This is brilliant. Um, three bits <laughs> of Disney news from around the parks. We usually uh, slip in a little bit of Disney's Ultimate Attraction, but today we're not going to because we want to talk about something a lot more pressing, and that is a week ago, Disney opened up, or Disneyland Paris opened up, the new uh, Plaster Remy to the world and uh, Martin went along for us and had the opportunity to go and experience everything from the attractions to the atmosphere to the food and he's going to talk to us a little bit later about the stuff that he got to experience while he was there so I'm jealous because I couldn't go and he could and I really wanted to and so we had to send ourselves a worthy replacement instead right uh, let's do some uh, news and rumours then here we go 
Good morning, sire. Good morning, sirs. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Okay then, it is time for our three by three. So I'm starting off today. It's all to do with Disney Hollywood Studio summer lineup. Alan, and um, well, Disney World have released some new VIP experiences. And Martin, and um, the details for the Fourth of July celebrations have been released. There we go. So there are our three bits of news. Something very timely indeed. Uh, just yeah, to start off with, then uh, let's head over again to Hollywood Studios. We seem to have spent so much time in Hollywood Studios recently with everything that is going on uh, because they've announced two things that are going to be happening throughout the summer. The first is something called Rock Your Summer Side which is going to be going on along the side of, uh, well, something I'll explain in a moment. But this summer, uh, Disney Hollywood Studios are inviting everyone to Rock Your Summer Side with a special dance party event each evening from 6 until 10pm. Now, there's going to be a live band called the Hollywood Rockers. They're going to be taking uh, centre stage over at the Sorcerer's Hat Icon stage. Uh, there's going to be loads of great hits from the summer. And between the sets, there's going to be a DJ who's going to be there apparently spinning hot summertime hits. But you'll also get to dance with some of your favourite Disney characters as well. And Mickey and the gang will be dressed for the fun in the sun, ready to rock their summer side too. So that's going to be happening all the way through the summer. And it's going to be going all the way up to August the 22nd, 2014. Now, Disney announced this probably a week and a bit ago now and we were expecting a much much bigger announcement about what was going to be happening for the summer uh, and particularly happening over at Hollywood Studios for this and this past week they have announced that there is going to be some frozen summer experiences coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios now let's explain a little bit about what this is it's going to be happening alongside as far as you know Rock Your Summer Side but there's going to be loads of activities within Hollywood Studios that are linked to of course the biggest grossing Disney movie of all time Frozen. Uh, I'm going to read through to you the highlights of some of the stuff that's going to be happening as part of this celebration. So we've got Olaf on summer vacation where Olaf the snowman is having the time of his life on his very first summer vacation he chimes in throughout the day to keep everyone updated on all his adventures. Um, please tell me this is going to happen over the Tannoy. This will be Hysterical, if that's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, you can pick up your very own Take Along Olaf from locations in the park, and he can join you on your summer vacation. Uh, then uh, you can also uh, can upload your photos and use the hashtag Olaf Summer Vacation with him in it, and you may get to take part in the grand finale each day. At 11 o'clock, there's going to be Anna and Elsa's Royal Welcome. They're going to arrive in Hollywood as part of their goodwill tour of neighbouring kingdoms, uh, make their way down Hollywood Boulevard in a horse-drawn sleigh. Kristoff's going to be with them as well. They're going to be joined by a flurry of skaters, skiers, ice cutters and more. And the entire procession will culminate in a special moment in front of the Saucer's Hat Icon stage as we welcome them all there. Mr. For the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along celebration where you're going to be able to go along to the Premier Theatre where Anna and Elsa will uh, join the Royal Historians of Arendelle for a fun and comedic retelling of the unique history of the kingdom, along with some sing-along moments from the film. I love this bit. Wandering Oaken's Trading Post. 
and Frozen Funland. So inside stands Stage 1, which is where they usually have Darth's Mall, uh, Oaken and his cousins have created a Frozen Funland filled with cold weather activities. So there's going to be photo opportunities, a frozen pond with ice skating demonstrations, there's going to be winter fun in the kids' do you want to build a play? Uh, do you want to build a snowman play area? A big summer blowout with plenty of frozen merchandise and special frozen inspired food and beverage offerings. There's also going to be a coolest summer ever dance party, which I'm guessing is what's going to be linked to what's happening with the Rocky Summerside because that's happening outside the Sorcerer Hat Icon stage. And then finally, each evening at 9:45, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf come together at the Sorcerer Hat Icon stage for grand finale to the day's festivities, kicking off an awe-inspiring fireworks display set to the glorious music of Frozen uh, and that's going to be going on all the way through the month of August uh, and July Adam yes you can now take a breath how amazing is that <laughs> honestly I'm just like okay this is going to be brilliant I, 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 the I've got a feeling stuff. Disney could actually start to make some money out of Frozen yeah I think they might <laughs> But how awesome is this? This whole Frozen theme that I love that fact that there's Wandering Oaken's trading post. The bit which inspired me most there is when you said, take along Olaf. Take along Olaf? Yeah, I know. What's that all about? Pick up your own take along Olaf. Is this like a, a pal Mickey? Yeah. Or is it just like, I a, don't know. like a mobile phone? Um... I don't know. That's the only thing I don't know about this, about what this take along Olaf is. On that one. So, I'm kind of intrigued. I want one anyway, whatever it is. I want to take him along. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, I want Martin, one. Martin, what do you think? It sounds really good. Uh, just, <laughs> just wish I was out there for it. I, I will be. Oh, yes. Are you there, Alan? Oh, um, no, no. That's right, you know. Um, I j- it just... Uh, the thing is, I'm not... I'm not a massive Frozen fan as in, oh, I love Frozen, I watch it again and again and again and again. What I, I love about Frozen is the humour um, and the way that it works on so many different levels. And looking through this stuff, I think a lot of this is going to be similar. Olaf on summer vacation, I just think this whole idea of Olaf coming over the Tannoys with some updates on his vacation is going to be brilliant. Um, I'm not too fussed about the Royal Welcome. We know what that is. They come up on stage, Frozen music, all that sort of stuff, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the first time forever, this Frozen sing-along celebration, this whole retelling of the history of the kingdom, I just think it's going to be brilliant because they're going to use the same kind of humour as they use in the film, so I think that's going to be historical. Wondering Oaken's trading post, well, we all love Oaken anyway. We know how brilliant he is and just how brilliantly funny that man is and just how brilliant it's going to be if I'm going to be stood there and I'm just going to hear... Big summer blowout. That's just going to be hysterical. Um, and then, of course, you've got the, the fireworks as well at the end, which I, this is one of the things I really like, that this is a brand new nighttime event that they're, they're putting to, to Frozen music. I wonder if they'll have a, a sauna in the back. <laughs> oh, they've got it. Oh, I hope they do. With his family squashed in. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Because that's the first thing you need when you go to Florida. Yeah, sauna. Woo-hoo. That's what you need. Family. Um, um, and also, where did they get the idea from a frozen sing-along? They don't um, need to have a sing-along. Kids are just singing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah I noticed your Facebook status for today. Oh, my word. Which was, what was it? Um, I dream of a day where I only hear Let It Go once a day. It's not going to happen. I've even started oh. using Let It Go references at school. So um, My wife set her target a lot lower. She would like to hear it not before 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. It's, it's absolutely um, crazy. How, how come it's taken off so well as it has? I don't know. I just, I don't, I, well, I do get why it's so popular because it is fantastic. It's a great film. But um, it's just this whole idea that 
it has really taken off in the way that it has and you know it is as popular as it is that, that this is happening now why have they done this do you think I've I've got uh, two reasons one's slightly more cynical than the other um, oh. what do you think Martin why why have Disney decided to do this do you think I would go for the cynical thing and the, it's, it's money <laughs> they, they're cashing in on uh, on what is one of the most popular films of, uh, of all time now and uh, and they're giving the people what they want which is which is very good okay Alan I don't, I don't know if you gave us a clue by saying this go on but there's another theme park in the Orlando area yeah that has just released a massive crowd puller and Disney is releasing their crowd puller but yeah Pretty much. I think, yeah, I've, I've, from the two points of view, I think, you know, this is Disney offering something alternative to Harry Potter that is popular. That's my non-cynical view. They've gone, Harry Potter's out. Uh, let's give somebody something different. You know, let's use something that's that's a fran- that's not a franchise, but that's something that's been very, very popular, and we can give it something different and, and expand the universe, so to speak, a little bit more uh, with the work that we're doing. That's my non-cynical side. My cynical side is we can make a hell of a lot of money from this. So let me explain why. One, there's no way in a million years to take along Olaf is going to be free. So that's some money there that it's going to spend. The Anna and Elsa's Royal Welcome thing, that's not going to make any difference. Neither is the first time forever. All it's going to do is it's going to build up and hype up all these people for how amazing Anna and Elsa and all that sort of stuff is. Um, equally, um, the Wandering Oaken's trading post, yes, it's got play areas and stuff like that. But you'll also notice plenty of frozen merchandise and special frozen-inspired food and beverage offerings. Kaching, thank you very much. Um, and then you've got the summer evening dance party and the frozen fireworks spectacular. 9:45 p.m. We know at that time of night what the parks usually look like. They start to quiet down a little bit. They're not quite as bad. This is going to extend the time people are going to be in the parks. So it just means that people are going to be there for longer. They're going to spend more, and that's the other option. My other non-cynical side is that Disney have realised that having Anna and Elsa in the Magic Kingdom as a meet and greet is not meeting demand. Yeah, the queues are true. massive. You're still looking at five hours to queue for Anna and Elsa, and this is Disney, one of Disney's solutions in order to help manage the demand of Frozen and Anna and Elsa better. So I, I think there are two sides to this. I read something the other day that um, Hollywood Studios has got the, the lowest attendance of all the four parks of Disney. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. So, you know, they've done the Star Wars weekends, which has sort of maxed out the yeah. capacity at times. Yeah. This is the next thing to try and keep the traffic going there. I would, I would agree. And I think that's why there's a lot of changes happening at Hollywood Studios, because it's the park now that, that Disney have identified as the one that needs the work. Totally. So, let's see what happens. Okay, that's that's just our first bit of news. We've been going on forever. Uh, let's move on then. Alan, uh, what's going on with these VIP experiences? Right, okay. There's two brand new VIP experiences. I've, I've, I've already read through the article and I'm quite excited about this until I hit one part of it but I'll, I'll go into that in a minute um, Walt Disney World has got many tours and experiences and they are, are some of the best experiences you can have the keys to the kingdom, backstage magic stuff that you'll never get to experience as just a normal guest in the parks now the two that they've just released is the ultimate day for young families and the ultimate day of thrills now the ultimate day for young families is designed for families with kids that are under the age of 10 and it will last up to seven hours 
in the parks. It'll start off in the Magic Kingdom, where guests will have VIP access to attractions, uh, attractions such as Magic Carpets of Aladdin, It's a Small World, Peter Pan's Flight, Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, The Barnstormer, Tomorrowland Speedway, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Guests will then leave the park and head to a resort for lunch before heading to Disney's Hollywood Studios to see Disney Junior live on stage, ride on Toy Story Mania. Finally, the family will take a trip to Disney's Animal Kingdom to see the Festival of the Lion King show and ride the Kilimanjaro Safaris. That is a full day. Even if you weren't on that tour, that is a full day. Yeah. Um, or the other one is the Ultimate Day of Thrills, which is a seven-hour tour, starts in the Magic Kingdom again, does Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Seven Dwarfs Train, Mine Train. Guests will then leave the park and head to a resort for lunch again before heading on to Disney's Hollywood Studios to ride Toy Story Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Star Tours. The day will then finish at the Animal Kingdom for Ride on Expedition Everest and Dinosaur. Now... Again, that's at least seven hours worth of effort there. Yeah. A lot of... I don't know what this VIP access means straight to the front of the line. Yeah, I would guess so. Possibly. A bit of history thrown in maybe here and there. And for that, of course, it's not going to be cheap. No. The cost for either of these tours is $299 per person. You can book it up to 180 days in advance by ringing blah, 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 blah. What... A lot of money. Well, to give you a rough idea of what that is, those people who are probably driving or whatever, uh, for me, it's going to cost for me for two adults and one child. Now, I'm talking about in pounds here, not in dollars. Five hundred and roughly five hundred and forty-six pounds for one day. For one day. Arguably, you have covered literally the entire park. Yeah, what well, you have, you've got or parks. Yeah, within reason. Uh, you know, if you did the ultimate young family one, you haven't got Pirates of the Caribbean in there. Uh, no, true. You haven't got uh, the TTA, which arguably is a classic. Or Stitch's Great, Stitch's Escape. Great Escape, which, to be honest, you could probably fit in there anyway. And it wouldn't make any difference to your time. You haven't got uh, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor in there for your young families. Yeah. Martin, is this is one you fancy? It, it sounds good if you're short on time. Yeah. I don't think Fair it's point. aimed at, at us, us Brits who go over for uh, two, three weeks plus at a time. Yeah, I'd be intrigued to know whether we've got any listeners who are, who are Brits and who are considering doing this. I mean, um, I mean, it does appeal to me on the fact that you won't have to queue. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that's the, I'm sure it is with most people, but that's, that's the one thing that kind of really grates at me after a while. Um, yeah. The, the queuing. Um, but that said, is it really worth £200 a person. It's interesting to put it into kind of perspective. Uh, you, you're basically paying a lot of money there for attractions that you can, that already you can get on that pre-exist. You can go and do the backstage magic tour, which is also a seven-hour tour. It's $249. And that is for seven hours of something you will you won't have experienced before and you can't experience unless you actually go on the attract uh, on the on the tour itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if... Well, I suppose it's including your lunch as well. You've got to bear that in mind. It does. It's a table service lunch as well. So that is true. Oh. 
Uh, I, what I'd like to know, I think, before I would consider it, not that I'm saying I'm going to in a million years, it's not going to happen. You do get 15% off if you DVC or an annual pass holder, by the way. Um, one thing I, I'd like to know is, as well as the chance to go on these attractions with a, with a, a, a tour guide and you're getting your dinner in a resort hotel, um, what else makes it VIP? Is there anything else on top of that? What says that it said there that you get that you wouldn't normally get? You know, something that really does make it VIP. I'll be intrigued to know if there is anything. I don't, I don't think there is. But. That's maybe the special bus between the parks. I would guess so. Yeah, I guess you get special trans- transportation. Do you, do you reckon this also a limited? You know, is it a maximum of ten people in your party? I would think it's not even that. I would think it's probably just you are the only party. Because then you you are paying for individual. Yeah, you are paying for individual pensions. Yeah. Which, um, which I dare say is worth its money, but I don't know. I, I think if you, if you're going to pay that sort of money for a, a tour, yeah, or an activity or a, an event, yeah, you do want to do something that you couldn't do yourself. Yeah, that is true. That's my. Own oh, thing. It's, it's all stuff we can do ourselves, just not. Yeah, two hundred eighty-nine dollars. I don't know how much our two-week theme park tickets are but this can't be a lot more than that no so what i put what I, I suggest guys you know this is idea right now we're, we're trademarking this i think we get ourselves some um tartan waistcoats and we'll take people around the parks and take them to lunch for 150 dollars <laughs> right we can do it I th- i'm sure i'm pretty certain we can do that so so there you go. If you want to contact us, there you go, 150. We'll, we'll do it over two days instead of one day. <laughs> yeah. So we want to spend so much time with you and make it so VIP, we'll do two days rather than one. Right, okay, you can find out more information about that obviously on DisneyBrit.com as well as the following to do with the 4th of July. What's happening, Martin? Okay, first of all, over in the Magic Kingdom on July the 3rd and the 4th, uh, from 8am to 1am, um, including extra magic hours on July the 3rd, from 1am way through till 3am, uh, there is Disney's Celebrate America, which is a 4th of July concert in the sky at 9pm. So it's open longer, and they're getting this extra firework display as well, which uh, is one thing the uh, the Disney parks do very well. A concert in the sky sounds like it's in Zeppelin form, doesn't it? No, it's going to be at the new Avatar Land. It's going to be on some of the rocks that are floating. See what it is. Um, and then over in Epcot on uh, July the 4th, Independence Day itself, uh, that's open from 9am till 10pm. Um, there's extra magic hours uh, then from 10pm till midnight. Uh, they're doing special character appearances outside the American Adventure. And they're also doing Illuminations Reflections of Earth with Heartbeat of Freedom finale. Is that that? I think that's... No, and they're Hollywood Studios. Uh, and then at the Hollywood Studios on you, Were you uh, pausing 4th? for musical effect? Was that what you were doing? Yes, indeed. I liked it. This is all Ratatouille music. This is for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's taking me back. Uh, yes, the uh, Hollywood Studios on July the 4th uh, from 9am till 12am, midnight. Uh, there's the Sorcerer Hat DJ on from 6pm. And again at 7, 8, 9 and 10pm. And they're also doing the rocking 4th of July celebration fireworks at 10.15. There we go. Uh, 
very firework heavy. Uh, yes. Before <laughs> <laughs> July. Yeah, so don't be in any sort of light aircraft uh, over Walt Disney World on uh, the 3rd or 4th of July. That's pretty much what we're saying. Yeah, a lot of, lot of fireworks there. Um, my past experience of the fireworks at 4th of July time is that the parks get absolutely packed. Oh, yeah. You know, we're talking about phase four closures here, aren't we, as we get towards fireworks time? If not, if not even earlier than that. We were leaving, I think it was, oh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. We might have gone to see, I can't even remember the name of it now, Fantasmic. Yeah. And as we were trying to leave the park, there was mask and tape all over the ground, so there was a little pathway for people to walk out. Yeah, I've, before now, on really busy days, actually been taken out of Fantasmic via the backstage area. Yeah, I've had that as well, behind the Beauty and the Beast stage. Yes. Yeah, that's happened before now. Yeah, it's a busy time of year to go. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. But uh, there we go, that's 4th of July, that'd be cool. Um, sadly, we won't be out there for it, and it'll be much quieter by the time we do arrive, so uh, I'll be, that be makes me much happier knowing that everybody's going before I arrive, which is fine. Right, that is all I'm of sure the everyone news. else is happy that they're going before you yeah, arrive probably too. are as well, which is brilliant. Uh, that's all of the news. We're going to take a quick break, and we shall return, and we're going to talk a little bit about Martin's experience at Disneyland Paris and the new area for Ratatouille. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. For the past 10 years, Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando Attraction Tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed Fast Pass Plus and even tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs that are land or attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's orlandoattraction or call 0845 226 Big summer blowout. Hey, I have the best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. 
F-C-O-O-T, Orlando.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. It's a very somber, sad sort of theme tune, isn't it? Uh, for Ratatouille. But uh, we are... I think it sounds romantic. It, it is slightly romantic, isn't it? Just trying to ease Martin Hello, in. ladies and gentlemen. We are here as Alan and Martin spend their first evening together. Anyway, um, it's... <laughs> I never realised quite how romantic it sounds, you're right. Do you know what? My French accent sounds a little strange with it cold. I think it sounds perfect. <laughs> it's almost as though you're a native. Yeah, except for that lawsuits are going to come in from left, right and centre now. Um, so, Martin, last weekend, you and many other British press and bloggers and people as such were invited to go out to uh, Disneyland Paris and sort of take part in... Uh, the Ratatouille land, mini land, whatever. What what is the official title? Have they actually told us what they're calling this area of the park? Is it going to be called Plasterelli? It's called Plasterelli. It yeah. is definitely. I'm always a bit confused as to whether it's going to have an area, whether it's going to be Ratatouille in two studios, or whether it's going to be Plasterelli. Um, so, do you want to kind of ex- just give us a quick overview of, of the whole weekend and how 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 it took place and what what happened? Absolutely. Uh, well, um, most of us arrived on the Saturday um, and the event that we were asked to attend was the Sunday uh, so we had a, a few hours in the park beforehand um, to enjoy ourselves and, and take the taking the sights and sounds of, uh, of Disneyland Paris um, and what we didn't realise at the time was the official inauguration of uh, Ratatouille um, was taking place on that Saturday. So there was um, the big cheeses of um, Paris. I like what you did there. I like that. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, so there was Philip Gass, who's the, uh, the guy in charge of, of Paris itself. Yeah. Um, well, Disneyland Paris, not particularly. Um, and also Tom Staggs, who anyone who has had anything to do with the magic bands will, will know his name. Yeah. Uh, and Bob Iger. Now, can I just... I just need to ask this now. Did yep. you meet any of those three? No. Uh, it makes me feel a little bit better about the fact that I wasn't there. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw photos of them all, I was like, if Martin's met them, I shall have to kill him in his sleep. It wasn't for lack of trying, trust me. Um, I did I did try a, a, a couple of... Uh, trying greasing the palms of some CMs that I knew and so on. But <laughs> fortunately, they... Uh, they had an agenda and, and they were there for um, there for the one thing and then uh, although they did stay and watch Dreams in the evening oh cool okay um, they actually watched it from the um, Sleeping Beauty Suite which oh uh, okay uh, which for those that, that don't know is actually uh, is kind of the presidential suite of the Disneyland Hotel which overlooks the park yeah um, and that night they didn't have the water screens going. Uh, the fountains and they project onto the fountains. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do that that night. And the picture quality uh, that was projected onto the, the castle and where the water screens would have been. Yeah. Phenomenally clear. Okay. It, it was like 
the, the latest, um, better, better than HD. It, it was really, really good quality. Right, okay. Um, when we looked back, uh, we could see them still on the balcony there, so uh, I'm guessing that was why. Mm. Um, do, do you think it's just because the water fountains blur the images, or...? Um, it does, yeah. I mean, having yeah, can imagine it would come back back from the hotel before. Um, the further back you get, the the harder it is to um, to actually see a clear picture on mm. on the fountains themselves. The 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 chateau is fine, but the, the actual uh, uh, fountains are, are very very blurred. Um, so that, so that's why I think they they took him away for for that night only. Um, but it was very clear, uh, and it was a beautiful night as well. Uh, everyone was sat down in um, in Main Street watching it, which uh, which made a change, a, a splattering of of light ears. Uh, I think we counted seven at one point. Okay. Uh, two of which were from uh, a couple that we'd met in on the mouse meets. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jonathan and Sharon yeah. were there. Ah, um, uh, you forgot Shelley May and Duffy. Um, personally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> four pairs of mouse ears. There four pairs of mouse ears. Uh, no, they, they, they didn't have the, uh, the light ears. Are oh, they not? Oh. Um, so I, I, I think they need to rectify that for the next visit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they were literally only a splattering of, of light ears, so they're as, as popular as ever. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, it, was, uh, it was good to kind of spend a bit of time in the park. Um, we were a, a little... Um, jealous that we weren't over by uh, Plaster Remy uh, because on the social media some of the photographs kept com- uh, were coming out and being published um, and it looks absolutely spectacular at night yeah I'd say some of the photos I've seen online look amazing uh, when you got over there were you sort of by yourself Martin or were you with other people I, will, I was on my Todd um, yep. travelled traveled there um, flew in got the TGV in and then uh, as I came out of the station, I actually recognised um, a uh, a guy from Twitter uh, called DLP Town Square. Right. Okay, uh, Jeff, um, and I, I noticed him uh, stood outside of World of Disney, so introduced myself, and uh, we actually spent a lot of the a lot of the weekend uh, together, which kind of sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> we um, we we spent a lot of the the weekend walking around the parks and. Uh, and doing the Ratatouille ride and so on together. Um, and then a few minutes later, after I'd checked in and then came back, uh, there was also another guy there that, uh, uh, called Graham, and he's the LRP Roundup on Twitter. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it was really good to, like the mouse meets um, a, a few weeks ago, it was so good to kind of put faces to the, to the names uh, of people that I've been corresponding with for, for some time now, um, so uh, so yeah, we we three kind of stuck together for for most of the weekend, which was which was good. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, we we spent the day together, um, went our separate ways for for the hotels, and then in the morning we regrouped at about ten o'clock in the morning, um, and we met at uh, the Hollywood, uh, sorry, the, the New York Hotel. Um, and they've got a convention centre there. Yeah. Um, and we met there. We've got our press credentials. Uh, we got given a little bit of a press pack and some information on what was going to be happening for the day. Cool. Uh, we were also given a 3D park ticket. 
which was limited edition just for the just for that weekend. And was it a Ratatouille one or was it just a Ratatouille a one? It absolutely was. That's not fair. Um, and uh, fast pass tickets as well for uh, for the rides afterwards, um, so we could just join the the fast pass queue with as many times as we wanted for the rest of that day. Okay. Um, so that that was good as well. Um, so we all we all did our hellos and, uh, and met a few others. Yeah, uh, there were about fifty um, oh, okay. fans at the at the preview, which uh, which was quite good to see actually. Um, and then there was some some CMs and so on that that joined in at the at the back. Um, and of course, we were introduced to uh, the two ambassadors of Disneyland Paris, who uh, were both really friendly. And uh, both Jonathan and Antonella did a little bit of a, a speech um, just prior to the presentation that we were then walking into. Um, and then we had an hour presentation from two Imagineers all about the making of Ratatouille. Now, this, I think, out of all of the stuff that you've done uh, over the whole weekend, this is the, the really the one thing that I was absolutely itching to get to because I can ride the ride you know when it opens to the general public but this was the one experience where it's kind of you either have to be there or that's it so do you want to explain a little bit more about the detail they went into give a few tidbits I know you're, you're going to be writing something up for the website so obviously don't give everything away uh, but just some bits and pieces that maybe you heard while you were there absolutely I mean uh, to be honest when, when I first looked at it um, the the presentation I wasn't expecting much from them um, I was kind of expecting a usual Disney spin, very, very well prepared, um, very um, towing the, the Disney line, and uh, and just general generic information being given out. Um, but it was totally the opposite. Um, the the two Imagineers, Beth Clapton, who was the art director, English? Um, no. Oh, okay. Um, I'd like to say. Australian, there was a bit of a twang there, but a, it definitely I, wasn't a French name. So. I don't know for sure. No, no, it definitely. In fact, neither of them were. Oh, okay. Um, the the other gentleman that was involved was Bjorn Herwagen, who was the show designer nice. and production manager. Yeah. Um, and had a very very English accent. Okay. <laughs> which, which kind of confused with confused. the very English name that he's got. Of course, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and. I mean, they they preceded the um, the presentation by by saying that they really haven't prepared um, that they've basically got a few slides that they put up on a yeah a PowerPoint um, and they were just going to wing it and they did um, <laughs> but it flowed really really well um, they, you can tell that they've worked together for for quite some time um, and. The, the information that they gave was was really really good. There, there was a lot of um, kind of facts and figures that uh, that us these geeks like to like to know, um, and uh, and they included some anecdotes as well. So, so they made it very personal as well, which uh, which was good to hear. Um, I mean, for for instance, um, the Ratatouille ride itself. Uh, the conception was about six years ago, um, so it was literally just after the uh, the film had come out. It had done very well, uh, especially in Europe. 
Mm-hmm. And they thought, right, we want to do we want to do a ride, we want to do a family ride with it. Um, and then two years into that, um, both Beth and Bjorn mm-hmm. were uh, brought on board. Um, and then they've worked for it on it for the four years after. Um, Beth, being the art director, was in charge of overall looking after the uh, the designs, making sure everything was was coming out the way it should be. Um, Bjorn um, was looking after kind of the structural side of things, making sure everything was health and safety compliant. Um, there's various different things came out, such as uh, there's a ham in the um, in the ride itself in the attraction. Yeah. Um, and the ham is 6.2 metres long and weighs 1.2 tonnes. Good grief. Um, and that in itself caused quite a, <laughs> quite a problem for them. Uh, so much so that they've had to um, install a couple of sprinklers in there. <laughs> and really? Attach <laughs> so that they wow. can get to it and check the <laughs> structural integrity of the, of the ham every time. Wow. That's so, amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely huge I mean you just can't kind of grasp it uh, until until you see it itself um, but I mean that was that was one of the things that, that Bjorn did and the other thing that he was in charge of was the money um, so it was down to him to do the procurement and the and the spending um, and the budget of uh, the whole of the Ratatouille thing which includes the Place de Remy yeah. uh, the traction yeah. um, the restaurant and the shop um, is around about 150 million euros. That's ridiculous. Uh, One of the things that, that uh, appeared online, really, oh, oh, we're talking probably even two years ago now, were these domes that apparently were being built by a company uh, and they suddenly, they're in California or something, and everyone was saying it's for a Ratatouille attraction and nobody knew anything. Did they mention anything about those? Which Because it was something that picked up so long ago. Yes, they did. Um, I mean, it's kind of difficult to go into them without giving too much away about the the attraction itself. Right. Okay. But the domes are used within uh, within the attraction. Um, um, at some at one point, the um, the cars, which are on trackless technology. Um, so, if you think Mystic Manor, it's yep. the next generation to Mystic Manor. Okay. Is how they explained it to us. Um, so there's no tracks. They they go off um, three at a time and um, just dance around each other and, and scurry along and and so forth. Um, often you get brought together and then you go off again and you scurry on your own. Yeah. And, so forth. Um, and those domes are used when you go off uh, on your own at, at one point. Okay. Um, so obviously you've talked about the 3D element. One of the things I. I, I kind of can only compare it to is something like um, Spider-Man and Transformers and that sort of thing at Universal with the idea that there's those sort of static parts of the attraction with the 3D screens. And the one thing that I, I still think lets Spider-Man and those sort of things down is that it's really quite obvious that you're moving from a screen to this to that to the other. How have they handled that within the attraction? Um, a lot people like yourself have been comparing it to to the Spider-Man yeah um, personally I think 
it's worked very, very well. Right. Very, very rarely do you notice. Obviously, you've got your, your 3D glasses on. Uh, yeah. Very rarely do you notice that you've, you've gone from one to the other because um, some of the scenes happen so quick um, that you take them from one part where you could be in front of the screen to another part where you're going through a fridge and then back in front of the screen and so on. It, it's quite fluid, um, but it happens in such a way that you, you're kind of taken in by what's on the screen. Um, even, I mean, a couple of people have said, well, if you turn around and you look at the back, then you can see doors, or if you look at the floor, then you yeah. can see the bottom of the screen. Well, yes, you, you can. But the what's showing on the screen kind of captures you and keeps you... Uh, keeps you engaged and keeps right. you looking at, at, yeah. at the points that they want to look at. Okay. Um, so, so it's kind of done done really well in that, and also they bring in um, other aspects such as smells. Yeah. Um, there's um, sounds, obviously. Yeah. Um, and and it, and it just uses all of your senses. Um, and there might even be a point where you get wet as well. Right. Okay. There might be. Might be. Is there one of those signs outside that says you might get wet on this attraction? Uh, no, no, oh, okay. not, uh, not that wet. Not Splash Mountain wet, Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of tell us about the attraction? You want anything you want to, without obviously giving too much away? Let's sort of delve into a little bit further about about the attraction itself and about your experiences of it. Um, the attraction itself is really, really clever, really good. Um, I, I mean, I, I can say a little bit that's that's been kind of widely publicised. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the idea of the ride is that that you walk in to the theatre, which which is the frontage of of the attraction, um, and then once you're through the queue line and inside of the building, you actually it appears as if you're getting shrunk down to the size of a rat. So before you know it, you're on the rooftops of Paris. I love. I, have you seen the video? I, I'm going to say, you know, there's wet, the rooftops of Parrot. Uh, there's a, a bit before that, I think, or just after that, with where the Ratatouille appears on the rooftop. Yes, uh, I was blown away by that. Amazing. Yeah, um, I mean, Gusto is is there in the queue line as well. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's talking to you, welcoming you as as a rat to uh, to Remy's kitchen. Come along. Come and have a. Um, come and have a meal with him, he's, he's the best chef in Paris, um, and so forth. So, so he helps um, that bring you into the into the magic, if you like. Um, and then as, as you go along the, the queue line, everything kind of gets bigger, you get smaller. So so it's it's a gradual kind of process of, of you, you shrinking down to, to the rat size. Right. And then the... When you get to... You pick up your glasses, and then you get to the loading, um, and the cars arrive. The um, and they're shaped as rats. Yeah. Um, and then basically, you get in those, and they scamper away, and you go looking for Remy uh, and for some uh, for some of his famous food. Um, probably about where I can leave it without giving too much away. And then basically, I think we can tell them that it becomes a journey through the kitchens and there's a point where you're chased by the chef uh, and that you do meet Ratatouille and some of the other characters and things like that. And and I think it's quite safe to say from what I understand of it, 
This is not an attraction where you look forward. It's an attraction where you look up, you look down, you look around. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, they, they've, they've done the best to kind of uh, keep everything as, as, as very well-themed as possible. So no matter where you're looking, um, then you are literally immersed in, in, the, uh, in the whole attraction. Right. So without giving too much away, that's the attraction. You know, we don't really want to go into spoiler-filled because, you know, that's not kind of necessarily what we do here. But um, you're giving it a, a thumbs up. What I'm saying is I think there's a lot of people who go, don't go to Hollywood Studios because there's not enough there to capture them anymore from what they, they've seen. You know, is this... Disney Studios. Disney Studios, sorry. Is this... This, um, this is the thing that will, will tip this part. This is the game-changer, is it? Absolutely. Right, okay. um, I mean, the... It's not just the attraction. This is the thing. Yeah. Uh, although, obviously, the attraction is a, is a key part of it. Um, now, the attraction itself, actually, has, has got three queue lines. Um, oh, you've wow. Got, uh, you've got your, your standard queue line, yep. you've got single rider yep. queue line, and you've got your fast pass queue line. So all three are already built in uh, and, That's good uh, news. and operational, and, and they, work, they work very well um, in tandem. They've done a couple of soft openings since we've... Yeah. Uh, since we had our preview, um, all seems to be working quite well with uh, with having the three different lines there. So, I suppose this is the new standard, is it? This is the they've raised the bar now, and this is what everything else now has to meet up to. Absolutely, right. yes. Okay, interesting. So, you got to do the attraction. You obviously uh, and, and enjoyed that. Uh, Bistro, de, uh, is it Bistro de Chef Chez. Remy? Say Remy. That's it. Bistro de Chez Remy. You you were given the opportunity to sit and enjoy. A meal there as well yes yes we were now w- when you come off the attraction uh it's very much in the same vein as pirates right uh, where uh, you've got the blue lagoon yeah um where you go through past past the restaurant now at the end of the attraction um for um ratatouille you come off and you can see the whole restaurant um it's a huge glass window where you're looking in onto uh, Remy's restaurant. As, as a walking guest or is it in the car? Uh, this, this is as a walking guest. So, so okay. in the unload area where you get out, uh, you put your, uh, your specs into one of the very stylishly binned, uh, stylishly themed bins, um, and then um, right in front of you, you've got the, uh, the big window looking into... Uh, Remy's restaurant. Yeah, and actually see people eating. If uh, um, obviously, if if there are people there, which I guarantee there will be. Um, and as you walk out, it kind of feeds you past the door to uh, Bistro Chez Remy. Um, so that, that's quite handy, really. So you can see see the meeting, see the the theming inside the restaurant, and. Uh, make a choice to go in uh, so long as there are spaces because apparently it's getting booked up very very quickly at the moment right um, the uh, I was speaking to the um, the cast member that that uh, showed me my room um, and she was saying that the reservations people have been asked to promote uh, bistro and uh, they've been doing so well that it started to sell out already right um, so, so it's, it's getting very, very well, well booked up. And this was before uh, we'd had the inauguration meal, uh, which we were lucky enough to be at, um, and before any of the reports had come out about what what the food was like and so on. Uh, 
so you're obviously doing the jobs <laughs> very well. <clears throat> was, was the meal that you had at the um, bistro, was it a standard meal? Was it the same as what's going to be on for everyone else? It was a variation of, um, which we weren't fully aware of at the time. Uh, we, we were basically given four courses, um, plus um, we got the opportunity to sample some of the, the house wine and the uh, house champagne. Excellent. Uh, um, which, which helped very, <laughs> very much with our reviews. Um, but uh, the, the first course was a, a salad, a cheese salad. Um, and the second course was the steak, uh, which both of which, uh, the salad and the steak, are kind of the staple, um, the staple ingredients for for that menu. Yeah. Um, and then we had a, a third course, uh, which was a brie, uh, yeah. which is usually on the uh, dessert choice, uh, and then it was finished off with a. Giant profiterole, uh, which was filled with vanilla ice cream, smothered in uh, warm chocolate sauce, and it had some very, very good uh, detailed icing. Yeah. Nice Remy. Uh, there was a, a chef's hat and there was a lump of cheese, uh, and they, they were brilliant. They were great. Now, unfortunately, the profiterole isn't part of the menu at the moment. So one of the best things on actually available as of yet, although there are rumours that it will be uh, quickly added uh, because it was so popular and, and uh, so well received on on the day itself. Right. Okay. So one of the things that happened with that they kind of did the, the tester of the meal. Uh, I'm trying to think when it was. It was a few weeks ago, a few months ago. No, something like that. Uh, and people came away from it. I think it was done. Was it held over at Wilderness? No, Sequoia Lodge, was it, I think? Yes, it was Sequoia. Um, and the feedback was, was quite poor from a lot of people uh, about it not being the best quality and not being fantastic. Has the quality changed then? The Let me start with the steak. The, the steak itself was spectacular. Um, I, I do eat a lot of steak, um, and it was cooked exactly uh, how I asked for it. Right. Um and the chef sauce uh, that it came with. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just totally. I apologise. We sniggered at chef's special sauce. Again. <laughs> <laughs> there were six of them sat on the same table. So um, what was it? What was it? Uh, <laughs> Big summer blowout. Anyway, um, <laughs> we just got very mature and silly now. Carry on. Sorry. Okay. Um, we we don't actually know what was in it. Um, Maybe it's the best stuff not knowing. It's going to say, yeah. but, uh, but it, it was delicious and it, and it did it did top off the uh, the steak itself. Um, served with with thick cut chips as well. Yeah, um, and it, it it was delicious. It, it really was. Uh, the starter itself, I think, still needs a bit of work. Yeah. Uh, recently, I've as I said in my uh, my article for you, I've had to. Eat a lot of salads recently. <laughs> I've become somewhat of a connoisseur. Yes, and uh, and unfortunately, this this one, I, it, it was all right, but it was a bit dry. Um, and I believe the the bready brie de mo, um, which basically cubes of of, of breaded cheese, 
mm-hmm. uh, aren't going to be included in the in the salad itself, even though they were with us, uh, okay. because I think the uh, again they were they were probably using us as a as a tester as well, um, and they took the feedback from that 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 they weren't particularly uh, well received. Fair enough. Um, uh, do you know what roughly the price of this is all going to be? Yeah, um, it's about forty euros, just under forty euros, for three courses and a drink. Okay, so sorry, how's that again? How much was it? Uh, thirty euros. Thirty euros for. Uh, sorry, forty euros, just yeah. under forty euros for three courses and a drink. So it's not cheap, then, is it? When when you say and a drink, are we assuming soft drinks? Um, it doesn't actually say at the minute on the. On the thing, but usually it's either a soft drink or a, or a small beer. Um, I think it's worth it to be honest. The the, the 40, 40 euros when when you look at it compared to the uh, some of the other restaurants, especially in uh, in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. As as with all the other theme parks, they um, they're not exactly cheap meals anyway. No. Uh, but for a proper sit down meal, um, we were there for for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, now, the, originally it was rumoured that you'd have 45 minutes to, to eat up and then you'd be shipped out. Um, I think that's kind of fallen by the wayside because uh, there's no way that you could have a, a three-course there in in that in that time. Uh, maybe an hour, an hour ten at a push. Um, I think if, you, if you're sort of... I'm just trying to convert that down to English pounds here. So we're talking about 32-ish pounds, yeah? Yeah. That, that's... That's comparable to a decent meal out in, uh, I mean, in Newcastle, anyway. We were at Frankie and Benny's today, and, and we spent that. So it's it's as, exactly, as long as it's good quality food you get, and you don't mind paying the money. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a there is a slightly cheaper option uh, where you can just have two courses, uh, and that's just under thirty um, thirty euros. But that doesn't include the um, the drink. So that's just starter and main course. So really, the, I mean, the it's basically the steak that's that's costing the the most on that menu. Yeah. And then, and then when you have your small beer, that's ten euros straight away. Yeah. Okay. For, so I suppose it's not one of those restaurants you're going to go to every single time that you go. No, I mean, I'd, I'd certainly recommend if if you're heading over there between well from now on, um, I would recommend adding it to your list. Um, and, and trying it at least once. The um, the studios themselves are actually going to be staying open later, uh, as of the tenth of July, which is when Ratatouille opens. Uh, so they're going to be instead of closing at six o'clock, they're going to be closing at nine o'clock. Uh, a big as well. So so that's going to that's going to make a difference as well for for reservations for uh, having the obviously having the restaurant there. And I think it should make a, a difference on the on the other park as well. It should spread out evenly a bit more. Yeah. Because okay. usually six o'clock, everybody beelines across to to the main park, and and that's overcrowded for a couple of hours before dreams. So I think my question to you is this: really, with regards to the restaurant, because I, I'm, can in my head. The question now is this. If we finish the show, I go downstairs. I say, we had a great show tonight. I spoke to Martin all about going to Ratatouille and about Bistro de, de, de Cheremi and about how good the food was. And she'll go, how much is it? I say, it's $40 a head. And she'll go, I'm sorry, it's how much? It's what? So it's kind of what What do you think it really justifies 
what what would you say is kind of the criteria or the the argument, I suppose, as to why it is worth that money? Um, I mean, for for a sit down meal elsewhere, uh, somewhere like Waltz, um, which if if you've eaten there, that that's on a similar uh, similar price band, and to be honest, it's a similar quality. Okay. Um, the um, obviously because it was the the inauguration uh, of the restaurant. Um, there were lots of staff there who were um, very attentive and so forth, which I would hope they continue. Um, yeah. I mean, apparently the the cast members that have been chosen for Ratatouille have been handpicked uh, as the best of the best from the rest of the park right. uh, to go across and work there. It, it's kind of a, uh, a reward for them uh, for doing so well. Uh, so I would hope that the standards there um, stay on a par to how how they were when we were there. Um, and again with the food, um, I, I would hope, with the exception of the starter, which, to be honest, it probably wouldn't have been my choice anyway uh, to start with a salad. Um, but um, with the exception of that, the, the rest of the meal was was absolutely delicious. And I, I would say probably the steak itself was. Uh, was worth that that forty euro. Right. Okay. That's fair enough. And, and then you also say to Zoe, "Look, it's got the world's largest cocktail umbrellas in it." Yes, it has. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Uh, it's got the world's largest <laughs> cocktail umbrellas and the chef's special sauce. Yes. <laughs> Done. Uh, moving on. Uh, right. So, is there anything we haven't covered? Uh, the shop isn't open yet, is it? Unfortunately, not. We we were informed during the presentation that the shop was kind of an afterthought right um as such it's not part of the uh of the main two two buildings the main building itself is the attraction and the restaurant at the other side of the the square itself is the shop uh which to be honest from the outside looks absolutely fine uh so i'm not quite sure what they're doing on the inside to to struggle to get it ready for uh, is for it the just opening. because it obviously being a late decision that maybe it's they're just behind in time getting it ready? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's the impression they left us with. Yeah, I think so. Um, but um, I mean, the, the other thing that, that we've not mentioned is the pastoremi itself. Of course, yeah, the, the main <laughs> area, the, the the atmosphere, yeah, all of that. Which, um, if anybody's been following the construction photographs um, as they've been popping up here, there and everywhere over the net uh, for the past two years um, you'll have a, an idea of how it is um, as I did but when I walked onto Plasteremi I was blown away um, the detail that they've gone into um, you can see where they've actually spent all this money mm-hmm. um, the I, I watched the film a couple of times before before I went yeah. uh, and on the plane as well <laughs> which got a few funny looks but uh, <laughs> um, and as I was going as I was remembering back to the film as I was walking down Plaster Remy they have almost got it absolutely perfect they've, they've got Remy's Paris um, and they've just transposed it into, into the studios right. um, I think I've heard somebody say that this is Pixar's Paris that they yes. built. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's one one way the the designers, the the Imagineers, um, 
kind of exp explained it to us as Pixar's Paris. Um, and you can see why. Yeah. It's uh, obviously it's got the forced perspective as as with most uh, most of the, the things that Disney do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just looks like you've been transported into the center of Paris. Um, the the cobbled streets, the um, the facades of the buildings are um, the the detail is, is it just looks like it's been there for a hundred plus years. Um, it doesn't look like it's been been just picked up and, and plopped there um, over the past two. Um, the there are hundreds of rats yeah. that are hidden all over the place. Um, some some are from environmental health, and some are actually just ballooning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we didn't see uh, Mickey there, but uh, we did see Remy and Emil. Yeah, um, but. Actually, on the on the, uh, the carvings of the fountain, um, the the manhole covers, the railings, absolutely everywhere you look, there's there's a nod to uh, Remy and and his friend, um, and it's it's just phenomenal the detail that, that they've uh, that they've put into into that, and you can tell that they've spent a lot of time going through. Uh, as as was explained in the in the meetings, there was a lot of back and forth. Well, we want this, we want this, including, and they've, they've bent over backwards to include as much detail as they can, and, and it, it really, really does show. And the uh, the, the central piece, yeah, um, is the fountain, yeah, um, which, if anyone's seen the pictures, is uh, some champagne bottles uh, flowing into the. One of the top levels of the fountain. Yeah. Then there are uh, rats' heads that are spouting into into the bottom, um, and it looks really, really beautiful. It just sets off the whole the whole place, and it it's bound to be the centerpiece for um, for the plastering. The water that's coming out of the champagne bottles actually looks arguably as close to they could do for champagne. Yes. It's like a yeah. cloudy, frothy white. They've got the flow just right. It, it really, I, I don't quite know how they've done that, but it, it does look like champagne yeah. that's, that's popping into uh, into the, which is a shame. It's not. This is the remainders of the bottles that the people in the restaurants haven't drunk. There's a cup with a chain on it. Sorry. So that's that's just, the whole area then. I think is it. I'm just having a quick look through. Um, I know this is a shameless plug and I'm sorry to do this but I did another website called Hidden DLRP and back in 2011 May 2011 there was a, a post that I put on and it was the Gusto on the bridge on the other side of Toy Story yeah because that was that was kind of went up a long time ago wasn't it and they yeah. covered it up with a box because somebody discovered it was there so it's now been unveiled because I'm just looking through Martin's photos that he's got yes. on our website as well. And that was when, back in the days when they were denying it was going to be anything to do with Ratatouille. And now it's unveiled and it's all a glory. Absolutely. Uh, th there's actually two entrances into Plasteremi. Um There's one just as you get to the Buzz Lightyear statue, uh, which marks the, the entrance to the Toy Story Playland. Um, just to the right there, that's, that's where Plasteremi starts. 
Right. Uh, but if you go through, carry on walking through Toy Story Playland and uh, past the um, past the Slinky ride, yeah, and just bear right. Uh, and you go through the tunnel where the monkeys are. The barrel of the, mon- the barrel of the monkeys shop, isn't it? On the, the left, monkeys. is it? Yeah. Go go through the go through that tunnel, and uh, that brings you into where the fountain is. Um, and and that's probably one of the downsides, actually, to the um, to the whole of of the plasteremi, because you do actually get to hear um, those that are on RC Racer and the parachute drop um, quite frequently. Uh, so, whilst you're transported into into Remy's Paris and um, you're there in Place de Remy, then suddenly hear the screams from the thing. That, that's that's a bit of a downside, unfortunately. But um, short of gagging the people that go on those rides, I don't <laughs> I don't see a way around. Okay. Well, uh, that sounds like everything. I think, uh, but it, uh, you know, I, the whole time you were there. I was jealous of the fact that you were there anyway and I wasn't able to make it and, and none of us guys could make it. But, you know, now you've come back and told us even more. It just sounds like it was an absolutely fantastic weekend uh, and, you know, well worth going over and seeing it. And, and thank you so much for coming back and reporting on it for us and letting us know everything that, that kind of you, you experienced while you were there. But Not at all. Thanks, jealous. you guys, for uh, for allowing me to go on your behalf. No, it, uh, it really was. Not, not to rub it in or anything, Adam, but it, it really was. A very very special weekend. Yeah, um, I can imagine it we, will be. We were we were trapped very very well yeah. by Disney as well, um, which, which was good to good to see. The uh, the contact that we had there was was constantly checking on us to make sure that we were um, that everything was good and um, to find out our opinions on things. And if we didn't like something, he, if it was something that he could rectify, uh, then he would do his damnedest to make sure that that he did. Uh, um, and it, it was just we, we were trapped so well um, by Disney. That's good uh, news. You should have said there's uh, there's not enough chocolates on my pillow at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only got three each night. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I didn't mention actually, we we did get um, as part of the the kits, uh, we got a photo pass plus. Oh yes, that's right. Um, now these haven't quite launched yet. They're due to launch on. The first of July, mm-hmm. uh, which is just prior to uh, Ratatouille opening on the tenth, um, and it's the it's almost the same as the American Photo Pass Plus, which I believe is now being phased out over there for, <laughs> for something else. Yeah, um, but uh, we were given the opportunity to have one of those um, and go around, have photographs taken from the uh, the photographers that are, are wandering around. Uh, have photographs on the rides, um, get them added to the app, um, and feedback on on how well they did as well. Okay. Um, and short of a couple of bugs uh, that were in there, such as you couldn't at that time get Buzz Lightyear ride photos on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards they couldn't find them. Um, yeah. And one of the pictures as well that uh, that we had taken of um, me and Remy. Um, that couldn't. That just didn't appear. Uh, but I contacted PhotoPass, and within an hour, um, it was showing both on the web and on the app. Oh, that's good so news! We were really keen. The, the pictures were there. It yeah. just hadn't actually uh, been added up. Um, but it, that that was a really good thing. And I think if they do this right, 
it will be a really good addition to the to the park itself. Um, it could could be a little bit of money spinner for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, I don't think we've got anything else to add. Uh, if you do obviously want to know any more about it, then you can either you can do one of, one of several things. You can email us, and we can get in touch with Martin and get us, uh, get a response to him. Uh, you can go over to Facebook, and you can comment uh, below where his post is on our Facebook page. Or you can any of the press events you'd like um, Martin to go to. Yeah, which other press events you'd like Martin to go to and not us. Or uh, equally, you can uh, you can go over to the website and you can put comment underneath his article as well on the website. So any of those things are absolutely no problems whatsoever. Uh, which means it brings us to the end of the show and this. Ah, well, thank you once again for joining us. We have to thank, uh, we have to of course thank Martin for going over to Disneyland Paris and uh, covering that for us. I want to thank every, all of you for joining us. Uh, don't forget, you can go to Facebook. We've already mentioned it. Facebook.com uh, forward slash Disney Brit. Uh, you can go over to Twitter at Disney Brit and email us radio at DisneyBrit.com. Now, of course, you can review us on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Go over to iTunes and stick in a review for us because it helps all those people who have no idea what we're like, whether or not we're actually any good, or whether we're just a bunch of idiots who sit around microphones and talk drivel which is probably what we do do uh, of course uh, quote you, on that one. you want to contact <laughs> we'll quote that line someone's going to quote it now aren't they uh, contact us if you want to say hi while you're in the parks you can ring us 0121288 and of course we can't forget our two sponsors that is uh, orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk for all your Orlando attraction ticket need and of course if you need a scooter rental some sort of uh, some mobility scooter while you're out in Orlando you can of course go to scootorlando.com and you can pick up all the things you need from there well that is it thank you Alan no problem thank you Martin thank you and uh, we will be back in two weeks time uh, where ah I'll have started my summer holidays and I'm properly on a countdown to Walt Disney World. Right, so until then, we'll see ya. Everybody, <laughs> that was swell!